to the In General Podcast. My name's Jack, and I'm joined with Chris and Alex. How are you guys doing? Hey, how's it going? All good. Long time no speak, as always. That's like a frequent phrase now. The In General Podcast, long time no speak. Uh, um, yeah, you know, we just take we take a lot of vacations. Really yeah, good, we uh, do. really good yeah. vacation package. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, so since uh, we last spoke, DrustCalpost.com got a makeover. Yes. And now she's pretty. Uh, this has been works for. A while, like when did we start? Dude, two years. Is it? I, <laughs> I was looking the other day in the folder. Uh, the folder was labeled 2018 refresh. <laughs> yeah, we were working on this for a while and then this kind of got put yeah. in the back burner, but it's been something that uh, we really, it's just been a lot of fun. Yeah, so uh, we have a, um, a graphic designer, his name's James McQuaid. You've seen a lot of his work, we share it, but he's the designer of dresscoutpost.com. He designed the original site too. Um, which was online now four or five years, I think. So it was time for a for a refresh. Uh, yeah, overdue. Long overdue. It was a really um, it's really nice to see though. Um, so yeah, head to JurassicCowboys.com if you haven't seen it. Um, but that site got a refresh. Uh, last month was Jurassic June, and we dropped an interview with uh, the cinematographer of Jurassic Park Three, Shelley Johnson. It was it was pretty pretty awesome speaking to him. I mean, like. You know, I have a background in film and filmmaking, so aside from being an absolutely maniac Jurassic Park fan uh, and growing up with Jurassic Park 3 specifically, you know, th- it was a true honor to speak to him and be able to, you know, really go through some of his his um, his process of lighting and, and figuring everything out. Like, I just, I mean, it, it's a great interview. I had a lot of fun with that. So if you haven't checked that out, that's on our YouTube. It's on the website as well. Um and uh, yeah, I th- a couple of other things as well. We now have a, um, if you head to Zavi, which is both in the US and the UK, they sell uh, merchandise and clothing. They have big Jurassic Park and Jurassic World line. Um, for anything that's Jurassic Park related, if you use the discount code OUTPOST20, uh, you'll get 20% discount. And pretty much site-wide, I believe, OUTPOST10 gets you 10% discount. So um, what the hell are you waiting for? Just get go on to Zavi.com, go to Zavi.co.uk and buy some goddamn stuff and put the discount code in, okay? Just do it. All right, let's move on. We also have launched the um, Jurassic Outpost store. Yes. If you head to JurassicOutpost.com forward slash store, you'll see a variety of random Jurassic (laughs) related products. My favorite being um, the Kirby line, which we've... um... (laughs) That was one of those things that when when we started talking about it, it was just immediately, like it was just the Eureka moment. Yeah. Um, it's niche. It's niche because not a lot of people love JP3. I mean, there are there are, there is a huge fandom for it, but it's it's known as the the you know the well, bad one. All the same, nobody realized they wanted a Kirby Paint and Towel Plus mug until we went ahead and made Kirby <laughs> Paint and Towel Plus mugs, and then everyone realized they have been going their entire life without one, and it's been a mistake. Yeah. A true mistake. I mean, <laughs> but check it out. That's another James McQuaid. We, me and Chris worked with him to design the Kirby logo, and we we looked at early uh 2000s logos for that kind of company and shopping malls and we and you know the the actual shopping mall um does exist the um the westgate shopping center in uh, enid oklahoma i don't actually believe the westgate shopping center is in enid but i could be wrong (laughs) but uh when he came back with that logo i'm pretty sure that was like the first draft i was like it just it nailed it there was a couple of variations color differences but it's just so Kirby. Yeah, and I love it's it. Like, it's so early 2000s. It's perfect. Absolutely um, love it. So there's a couple of items there, and we will be adding to that. And um, if anybody 
uh, or if well actually I know William H Macy is an avid listener of the in general podcast so um, we want to send you a mug uh, I think that would be a pretty funny shot seeing uh, <laughs> William H Macy holding a Kirby paint tile plus mug it needs um, it needs to happen let's try and make that happen let's try and make that happen um, but yeah head to the store we're constantly adding new products and um, there's some really nice stuff on there now and obviously there's some uh, there's a number of masks on our Redbubble store so you can check that out. As, as well as the Mr. DNA one. Do you actually see, do you see Jurassic Souls wearing a Mr. DNA mask the other day? Yeah, I did see that. It was the first one I've seen in the wild. I was, <laughs> that was really cool. I was yeah. uh, really pleased. I know of a few people who bought them. I don't know if I've seen any pictures until that there. Yeah, and it's cool to, because I have never seen them myself, um, it's cool to see how the color actually turned out of that blue. It's a really nice blue. Yeah, no, it looks blue. really nice. I, I love the, um, the new one, uh, the DNA hex one. Oh yeah, that that's really nice. That's that, a really cool idea, actually. Yeah, it's just it's such a simple but effective idea that I think just is fuck, fucking awesome. Yeah, especially if you're a, somebody that doesn't want to wear something so vibrant on your mask. You know, you just want maybe a dark color mask. This one is is it's perfect genetic code. So yeah, head to the store to check that out. But let's talk Jurassic World Dominion because I think that's what people want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a movie. It's a sequel. Uh, it's, yeah. you know, we've seen it. So. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 wonderful. It was all right. <laughs> it was the best. It was all yeah. of those. Well, Alex, you you saw it with us. What did you think? Yeah. No, I thought it was just absolutely incredible. <laughs> yeah, <it> just <laughs> really was groundbreaking. You could say mm-hmm. almost unbelievable. You know, almost. you really <laughs> it really engaged your imagination. It was so <laughs> wild. That it was like you're imagining the whole thing. Mm. And then I woke up and. Um, yeah, it was it was sad, but so Jurassic World Dominion is the first uh, major Hollywood movie to actually return into production, which has been met with, uh, you know, some, criticism. some positive response, and some, some criticism, yeah, and some positive response for sure. Um, there's, it, it's interesting because sort of all eyes are on Jurassic, especially because they're filming in London, not somewhere like New Zealand, which has a uh, better handle of the whole situation that is going on. Yeah, the UK isn't exactly... I mean, Alex, you're in London. Yes, I am. I'm, in fact, about half an hour from the set, I think. Wow. <laughs> and um, but what's the situation like on the ground there? Um, I mean, things are starting to return to a degree of normality, but obviously it's never going to be the same as it was. It's certainly a lot busier, especially with the weather getting better. Um, yeah. I mean, I live right next door to a shopping outlet, and every day there's a queue of about 50 people outside Nike. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's one of those places where cases are still rising, but I think that's it's a it's slowing down in its incline, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, slightly less cases every day, um, but I think as long as I mean, Universal have spent what five million dollars on on ensuring that the set is is sterilized and ensuring that there's hand washing stations um, I mean yeah there's an article on, on the outpost about that and it goes into detail about what they're doing so I mean as long as they can contain the well they can I don't even know what the right phrase limit the spread stop the mm. spread make sure there well, is no spread the, yeah that's the thing is because you know you know how a film set is if if spread starts happening on a film set I mean just everyone's probably going to encounter it with this thing so the trick is is to catch it at the door and don't even let it onto the set and then have enough safety precautions on set that if something does slip through the cracks people won't become uh you know won't be at risk but uh it's it's a lot it's a lot i mean apparently the 
the safety booklet or whatever that they handed to the Jurassic World Dominion crew is like 109 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're spending, I guess, over $5 million for just the, the new safety measures. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's a complex situation. Yeah. Um, like we said, it's been mixed with criticism and praise. And uh, my opinion is as long as they can ensure the safety of the cast and crew... Um, you know, and not just the cast, I'm t- the crew yeah. as well, then uh, I'm all for it. If they can get this movie done, I think a lot of people are worried about the lack of, um, you know, what this actually means, what impact this will have on the production. Will they have to limit what they can shoot? Will they limit, um, you know, I think the main thing is the animatronics. But what I've heard is mm-hmm. that there's been no there's not been any uh, reduction in the use of animatronics on Dominion uh, and there won't be again could just be a rumor but um, I think most people expected the animatronics to kind of be fully replaced with VFX um, at this point you know bearing in mind how we all know how animatronics work and that you've got people working tightly together in confined spaces not for all the animatronics but for some of them maybe it's just become maybe the process is just slightly different now and uh and apparently they're able to to keep the animatronics. I've heard that um, potentially this is Dominion. I don't know whether this was pre or post um, the the actual pandemic, but uh, it's was going to have the most practical effects in any Jurassic film, which is really yeah, which is I mean that's something we've been waiting for, something that should have happened with Fallen Kingdom. There was a lot of animatronics in Fallen Kingdom, which was good. I- I, I wouldn't say there was a ton. I mean, there's a handful, but they're sort of simplified when you compare them to to the Jurassic Park movies. But I guess compared to Jurassic World, there were a lot since there's only the uh, the Apatosaurus head. Yeah, and then, of course, um, in Fallen Kingdom, a lot were sort of touched up and mm-hmm. maybe even fully replaced with VFX. Mm-hmm. But um, we're not sure exactly what the process is. Who is the animatronics company on this one uh it's john lose track now that it's so here's the thing is apparently it's a little different in the uk than it is in the u.s where like where the u.s you'll normally contract a company and that company already has its own huge um internal set of employees like at a legacy effects you know they are a existing company and they all have their own employees a lot of times, apparently, what they'll do is they'll pull, like, they'll say, hey, they're pulling from John Nolan Studios, and John Nolan Studios might have a handful of people employed, but most of the people that work on these crews are freelance. So when they're working on Jurassic World Dominion, they're technically working for John Nolan Studios, but they worked for Neil Scanlon Studios on uh, Fallen Kingdom. So oh, okay. there's, there's a lot of people that worked on uh, Fallen Kingdom and Star Wars and whatnot that are now working on Jurassic World Dominion under John Nolan Studios. Or John Nolan, I guess, is like sort of the director of animatronics or however you want to say it, but the crew is sort of interchangeable. That's cool. From what I understand, if I completely butcher that, my apologies. Yeah. It sounds about right. You'll be hearing about it in the comments. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what were you saying, Jack? Um, What was I saying? Uh, So technically some of the same uh, crew from Dominion worked with Scanlon are probably working under John Nolan's team. Yeah, you can go to IMDb and you can find a handful of them and a few have posted, you know, vague things on social media suggesting that they're back on Jurassic. Um, so, yeah, no, no, absolutely. There's a lot of familiar faces working on this. There's a lot of there's a lot of really interesting people working on uh, the Dominion animatronics, which I guess goes hand in hand with what you were saying. 
Yeah, so apparently, yeah, apparently, um, so I received an email, but uh, there's a lot of animatronics <laughs> in this one. Uh, a lot of practical effects. Um, not necessarily all animatronic dinosaurs, but there's a lot of practical effects. Um, uh, it was described as the same way, um, was it Force Awakens was so, even background mm. and... Um, it had a ton, like a literal ton. Just, I think there's a picture of... Um, the director of animation or, or creatures or whatever with with just like a thousand animatronics around him from the entire film <laughs> oh yeah and they only they only increased from there uh in the later uh sequel films that have happened since the force awakens they have just loaded them full of animatronics and practical effects or like an animatronic mask on a sort of body or some you know a variation of things but one of the things that they do that jurassic doesn't really do is background characters, uh, little things that pass by the camera, they'll create a, a puppet or an animatronic for that effect. It won't be as complex as like a Jurassic Park dinosaur, which is this massive machine that's supposed to be able to do everything a dinosaur can do within reason. But with like the Star Wars films, they're like, okay, we have something coming by in a cage, and it's supposed to be flapping its arms around. So they'll just make a puppet that basically does that. They know the scene, and they just create a very basic puppet that can basically only do what the scene called for, and then some. Uh, so they have a different approach to animatronics, uh, you know, where they are filling a lot of the practical characters in the background, and they're world-building with it. Uh, so they're, we're not used to that with Jurassic, but there's definitely room for that. I suppose. Mm. I mean, I know, I guess. I mean, there's a lot of room for that. I could imagine. Yeah, especially with the scale of, of what we're kind of uh, predicting that Dominion's going to be, there's obviously going to be a lot of dinosaurs in it. And well, that was another thing that I um, was told, is that apparently, um, and this will, Chris, you'll you'll love this because you've always had an agenda for it, but um, apparently there's a feathered dinosaur in Dominion. A full-on <laughs> feathered dinosaur, an FOF. <laughs> FOFD an FOFD in this one are we going to start selling FOFD uh... <laughs> I'm here for the FOFD and nothing else uh, we should sell feather agenda shirts Chris because you've always had a feather agenda <laughs> team feathers um, team no feathers you know yeah, I'm I'm no feathers at all. Although we've discussed this many times on podcasts before. If it's a completely new dinosaur in the franchise, maybe even by another company, mm. then I don't really care. I just I wouldn't want them I wouldn't want to see a feathered T Rex, I wouldn't want to see a feathered raptor, I wouldn't want to see, you know, one of our classics, one of our OGs. Because at this point, they're not even sometimes they're not even able to get the OG dinosaurs right. So it it feels like if you're gonna start adding feathers to it, at least I don't know. The this this Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean I'm I am going to agree with you there in the sense that I don't want to I don't want any designs retconned. Like what we've seen on the films mm. more or less should be canon. Yeah, they can tweak it a little bit here and there, but overhauling the designs and saying, "Oh, this is what it's been all along." I don't want to see anything like that, especially when you have a movie about genetic engineering and cloning. I mean, there's so many reasons why these animals can look different. So, if you're going Absolutely. to inject scientific accuracy, make it because it is actually something new or something different that we haven't seen before, not just a retcon to sort of update the films. Like, you know, incorporate it into the canon in a logical way and also realize that these iconic Jurassic Park designs are some fan favorites and as well as Jurassic World. So if you do continue to update the dinosaurs and create new dinosaurs that are scientifically accurate, don't leave the old ones in the dust entirely. No, and yeah, that's the they, thing. they are part of the franchise be, DNA. That's going to be difficult when it comes to the Spinosaurus because if I mean you, you look at Jurassic Park three Spinosaurus <laughs> and then you look at it was this year that they released what 
a spinosaurus actually look like yeah it's, it's pretty much it's a water-based <laughs> dinosaur right or at least it's it's kind of funny though because it, it sort of makes when the spinosaurus was swimming in jurassic park 3 it seemed a little ridiculous but like now because of the new anatomy it's like oh wait they might actually have done that sort of it, yeah it makes full sense but the difference in the way it looks it's not even like yeah how the raptors have we realized they had feathers and things like that it, this is like a whole design change. It's so drastically different. Even the the um, the fin as well is just the, the well. Of it. I've seen some um, objections to the M the M shaped fin as opposed to like an oval shaped fin. Like a, there are some people out there saying, hey, they think there's a little bit of interpretation of the data incorrectly there, and it's probably more of a classical shaped fin. But um, yeah. But nonetheless, that animal looks completely different. It doesn't help that they beefed up the Spinosaurus and kind of. The Spinosaurus was like the first Jurassic World dinosaur um, in terms of like stylizing and kind of beefing them up and making them a little bit more monstrous. Um, the Spinosaurus was the first to get that type of makeover. Um, and uh, yeah. so because it was based on the old interpretation of Spinosaurus uh, and old finds, and then they beefed it up from there, it makes it like indistinguishable from the new makeover, which is also not beefed up. Truly, but then again, that goes with Jurassic Park three, doesn't it? And mm. nobody knows what Ingen was up to at that whole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so with the feathered dinosaur that I heard about, I have no idea what what species it's going to be. Um, but uh, the email and spoilers again. I mean, the podcast. Um, you've listened before. You, we do talk spoilers. That's what we do. That's all we do. We just talk spoilers. But um, apparently, it's biosins. Um, so that kind of. I mean, most people could assume. I mean, they even mentioned it in the article, right? So, is it Campbell Scott? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is official news. Camp- Campbell Scott has been cast as uh, Lewis Dodson and uh, is apparently now the CEO of Biosyn. I mean, that is all in the article that was officially... It's even on yeah. the uh, It's on the Jurassic World official website. Yeah. Oh, what? JurassicOutpost.com? <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> uh, yeah, so cool casting. I mean, he, he was in House of Cards, which is how I know him. He, he's obviously been in other things. But um, as soon as I saw the um, article that Corey wrote, that's the face I, re- I recognized, and he's he's so good in that show. Mm. Um, I'm 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 pumped. I think it's great casting choice. I think um, obviously they can't use uh, Cameron Thor as he is uh, in prison. Um, I think he I think it's... he just got out. <laughs> oh shit! Really? Yeah. Well, you still can't use them any. <laughs> no, you can. No, no. But, um, I didn't know it was out. That's interesting. I mean, the whole because the whole case is uh, mm. so disgusting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. But Campbell Scott, great casting choice. Mm. So Lewis Dodgson is back. So fans of um, the original Jurassic Park, which is you know everyone, never heard um, of him. No, really. Um, he's back. And it's interesting that they mentioned Biosyn in that article because Biosyn's never been mentioned in the fr- in the movie franchise before. Yeah, it's never been it's never been mentioned. Ar- um, arguably, I would say for the films, the name Dotson is more important than mm-hmm. Biosyn because for the films, Dotson's actually something that people that just watch the films know, and Biosyn is not anything. You know, if you've only ever watched the Jurassic Park films, you're not familiar with like the source material. Biosyn's just not a name on your radar, so I, I no. love the fact that they got Dotson in there as well as Biosyn, and this. But this has been something that we've wanted continuously mm. for every sequel that has happened because of the Lost World novel and Jurassic Park. 
Yeah, so he the character was so prominent in the Lost World novel, um, never made it into the film, which I, I, we've talked about this as well. I used to think, you know, back when Cameron Thor was arrested and all that thing came out, I came up with that theory that maybe back then Spielberg had heard stuff mm-hmm. and it kind of meant, I got to just keep the character out. Let's just go down a different route. Um, who knows? But finally, Lewis Dodgson is coming back. The only thing that I find a little bit weird is how they've described him as an inspirational Steve Jobs type but if if that whole sequence he's not in Jurassic Park for very long mm. but he certainly isn't playing that kind of character <laughs> and obviously it's been 27 maybe it would have been 28 years people change yeah um, so I'm hoping especially with money wealth and success you can yeah, kind of exactly. imagine if the, yeah and after Jurassic Park as well to see that Hammond's creation had gone had crumbled like that mm-hmm that would give him a lot of confidence, but um, I'm hope they're just. De- I hope they're describing him as Steve Jobs in the sense that Steve Jobs was actually known to be a bit of a prick. Um, <laughs> so I, I kind of hope they're not just taking like this lovely Steve Jobs approach. He's this great guy because he wasn't, and uh, I think that would be a really. In- I think it's going to be. A, it's a really interesting character, and Campbell Scott is such a great actor mm. that I think I'm really hoping that they. Re- he really pushes that. I hope it's a prominent role, and I hope we see a true character arc for him. And not something that just is like woo, that's just left um, sort of open, you know? And like, I'll find out in the next one if he's good or bad. And I want a, I want a true character arc for him. I think it'd be good. Like it was in the novel Lost World, you know? It's such a great little story that Dodgson has there. Yeah, no, I mean, I think he's a really interesting character. So here's the thing. He's very villainous in the novels. Um, but I think maybe taking that and turning it on its head might be the best because we've already had a hyper villainous uh two villain like you know uh hoskins and then mills i mean mills literally murders somebody in the last film and that, that, <laughs> with a pillow with a pillow An old man yeah Come on. uh That's bad. Cut so it. i feel like if dodson maybe if they take a slightly less traditional villain role uh approach to dodson you know maybe not have him be as blatantly evil but rather Something I think that that might be Maybe a better a call, even though it's different. Yeah, he might be even just dangerous in the sense of his convictions mm. and what he's willing to do to achieve them, but not necessarily personally or individually hurt people, rather than just whatever his end game is might hurt people, but he just doesn't see it that way. I think that it'd be more interesting to have a, a hint of humanity in the character, uh, I guess, you know, go go against the tide of what you expect, but I don't know. Yeah, that could be really interesting. But that I also still, great... I want him to be, I kind of want him to be a slime ball because you do get that feeling from him in uh, Jurassic Park as well. So yeah. uh, under the pressure of the microscope, have his sort of character fall apart. Mm. Absolutely. I get the feeling with an actor um, like, like Campbell Scott, they'll introduce him in one way um, and then just almost immediately 180 that as soon as he's out of like the public focus or something like like that, you know. Yeah. Really, give him give him almost two faces. No, which is very Steve Jobs like. Yeah, yeah. So that could, yeah that could play into it really well. Um, you know, on stage is this great guy. Biosyn is this wonderful company. Um, so obviously Biosyn plays a plays a large role in this film. Um, we can assume. <laughs> we hope, um, Alex. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. But what, what do you think they're up to? They're obviously in it. They wouldn't have mentioned it in the character description. He's in it. He's going to be a prominent role. What do you think Biosyn's up to? Well, I mean, it's 
they, they obviously invested a lot of money first time around trying to get their hands on this material. They must have had some sort of, you know, a reason, an agenda. And when you look at the novels, the, the, the interest they had in what cosmetics and, and even what pet care dinosaurs. Yeah, um, miniature dinosaurs, right, for sale, yeah. like in uh, Spy Kids 2. Yeah, that little zoo thing. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I Wait, think there's miniature dinosaurs in Spy Kids 2? Miniature, um, like a miniature gorilla, miniature, miniature giraffe, and things like that. Oh, it's pretty cool, actually. When I when I used to watch when I was a, when I used to watch that film yesterday, um, no, <laughs> yesterday I used, to, used to watch it as a kid and <laughs> <laughs> wanted to wanted to, always wanted one of those miniature things. But yeah, you're right; it's in the novels. I, I love um, that concept of the miniaturized animals in the novels. It's like such a really really cool idea that I would have hmm. loved to see in the films with the dinosaurs, I... especially designer dinos. It's one of those things yeah. that can come across really silly, but how the novel does it by saying, like, it doesn't work, like, as well as you think. Like, the fact the elephant gets sick all the time and and there was something about its heart as well. I think that really gives it that Crichton-esque reality that you feel like, oh, shit, yeah, this could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't fuck with nature. That's the <laughs> point. I think that's, yeah, that's exciting. Um, but what do, you, what do you think they're doing? What else are they doing? Have they got? Do you think they've got their own park or something? I mean, I personally feel like maybe we'll have moved past the theme park idea now. Like it's gone wrong too many times. Like just nobody's going to buy into it. So I feel like it's going to be a really unique and interesting angle, something we haven't seen before. But what it is, past. <laughs> well, we have to remember there was that Instagram post from. Oh, I can't remember who it was from, but it was of the original cryo can, um, mm-hmm. the, the uh, Barbasol canister, and they actually commented saying that this is off to that this was earlier in the year, or it may have been end of um, 2019, that it was actually off to the production as it was going to be used in the new Jurassic. Mm-hmm. So that could be a misinterpretation. They could have needed it for something else. It might just be something on Dodgson's shelf. You know, in the background of a shot of him. I, I mean, I think that makes or perfect sense. it could sense. be a flashback. Uh, You've you got to think, you know, they, they had this whole plan and it fell apart and they wouldn't have heard a single thing from Nedry. Why wouldn't they immediately follow up, try to find out what happened and, I mean, have some sort of contingency in place? Exactly. They were they were waiting on this one thing. He never showed up. Are they just going to, okay, fine, oh, well. we'll just forget. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting. I, but there's... um. I've seen a couple of people talking about that they want a flashback. I, I don't know if a flashback would ever work in a Jurassic. I mean, I'm sure it would be done right, but mm. it just we've never had one, and it just... To me, it just... I don't know if it would fit, but I'd also take a flashback. If they... If they... Um, if there was a scene that was like 1993, mm. you know, 20 days after the events of Jurassic, and you've got a team of Biosyn mercenaries or whatever it is going to retrieve that canister i'm all for it man i, th- I think that'd be f- at this point i'd like to see it i just i would like to it to be accurate you know mm. unlike the um you know in fallen kingdom when they reach blue <laughs> yeah and it's, the, it's the ford explorer and it's so inaccurate to how it was in the left in the original movie it's not even the same tree it's, like it's not right it's disappointing uh, because the the concept art for that was beautiful and the script was very specific you know it, it really it could have been such a yeah. such a beautiful thing and I think we haven't had that in yeah. in any of the sequels yet. No real strong. Um, we've had great callbacks, but nothing that really evokes the thing. You know, makes you feel like, yeah, I'm stood in the exact same place from this movie. 
Especially that one when Blue jumps on. Like the whole G. It's just it's just wrong. It's the wrong way around. I, it's the wrong placement. It I don't understand what happened in that shot. I don't understand mm. because there's no there's no wall anywhere. There's no giant no. trees anywhere. Just it doesn't. The Jeep's the wrong way around. The, G, the well. wrong the wrong like, doors are open. The wrong uh, hubcaps are off. Like things like that. There's like just a lot of things that just I don't understand. But it's the same Jeep because it's the same number so you can't say oh well it's another one because honestly at this point i'd prefer that just you know put a little trackway like an old trackway in the ground where it's like oh this must have been one of the old roadways i don't know i always thought that would have been really cool in jurassic world the um when gray and zach first walk up to the visit center if they discovered it because one of them tripped over the track or something like that like i would have really really adored that and I mean, that would have been there nice. was yeah. there was additional CG work done on all those shots in Jurassic World to flesh out the visitor center, make it more recognizable, mm-hmm. and it just it didn't make it into the film. It, well, wait, what didn't make it into the film? So, like, the, the shots are still there, but there were additional CG passes over them to to add in extra details, like the windows and the railings, to kind of make it look a lot more like. Um, a lot more like the, the Isla Nublar we're familiar with from 93. Some, some of it's available online, sort of VFX breakdowns from some of the, the, the houses that worked on it. Oh, so, okay, so what you're saying is they, it, the, the shots made it into the film, but it just didn't yes, really yeah. quite sell it. It didn't quite sell the effect. Yeah, no, it's sort of wild to me. I, I know it's supposed to be the visitor center, mm. but I just don't find it recognizable. It's really the weird. Interior, the, the interior is really good. It, it's just... I don't... Um, we've, we've discussed this before as well. I just... If you want to recreate that scene, you know, that location, film it the same way. All they had to do was yeah. film from across the lake and show you that this is the visitor center. Remember from the first one? Mm-hmm. But it, look at it. It's all dilapidated and it's all left over. You can barely see it through the foliage, through the mold that's growing all over the roof. That's the way to show that. Mm. But instead, it's just a close-up on some steps that don't even resemble the steps from the first one, and then a door, and then you're just in it. And then, was he? He burns the, the sign. <laughs> <No. laughs> my childhood. He burns my childhood. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, you know, at least it's not like the uh, original Jurassic Park just melting because of lava as you watch the <laughs> Jurassic Park logo just cook away because of lava and Fallen Kingdom. In the most unnecessary cg shot in the movie uh i felt mm. anyhow the the bubbling (laughs) on the label though i mean hats off to the uh the vfx team there that was really really some impressive cg (laughs) it did look good yeah it did look good um yeah i mean it was a cool it was a cool effect for sure i mean i wanted to i kind of wanted to see the lava sort of really take down the park if that was what Mm. was supposed to happen i would have liked to see that but anyhow i think if we so if there is a flashback or something like that or if even they go back now for some reason and we see nedry's jeep the accuracy has to be on point man i I need that east east um east dock road you know the little tunnel in the in the cave Mm. system whatever it was it needs to be accurate and and that's important um but that's if there is a flashback it it depends what they're going to do i think the barbasol canister is is a is is quite telling um i'm just not sure yeah, I just, I just don't know. I don't know if we're going to actually see a scene where they go and retrieve that, or if, like I said, maybe that's just something that's sat behind Dodgson's, you know, office. If we see him in his office at his desk, maybe that's just something we see. Even, even that, I think I'm okay with. Like, I think that's a nice little little callback. It's not too in your face. Like, oh yeah, we recovered these embryos, even though 
the film said that they were only viable for what, 48 hours? <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, my my thoughts on the whole cryocan thing is I always kind of thought it was unnecessary because Jurassic Park ended up falling. So mm-hmm. if they were willing to send a retrieval team for the can, they could have just had direct access to all the assets, and that would be probably an easier recovery, especially due to the limited viability of those embryos. So I don't know. I've never really wanted to see the can again. I get why people did want to see the can again, but it seems unnecessary knowing that the island was evacuated and uh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure eventually, you know, well, we know because of the viral websites that, you know, asset containment teams and cleanup teams did eventually hit the park. But I mean, it just, I don't know. It doesn't seem necessary to revisit mm-hmm. the can. No, I agree. But it's just interesting. Speaking, that Instagram post was interesting. Speaking mm-hmm. of all of that, what is interesting is now that Dodson's back, you can kind of recognize a uh, marketing push to kind of bring our minds to Dodson, the embryo, the cryocan, everything like that. With the all the release of all the Nedry products, you have the Nedry <laughs> and Dilophosaurus Amber Collection. Nedry comes with a uh, little cryocan in that, if I'm not mistaken. Um I could be mistaken, but I think the Ned Amber collection comes with a cryocan. Now I need to find out. It um, is interesting. They are pushing that pretty hard. And Did everybody get their yeah, yeah, he pre-orders comes... in, by the way, for the Entertainment Earth one, the I mean, canister? I pre-ordered mine, but something is wrong with my shipping. It apparently shipped a month ago, and I still haven't got it. That's uh, I should probably email them, because it keeps saying it's going back and forth from one facility. And Wait, wait the um, not the uh, Mattel one. The, uh, uh, the, the Amber collection. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the... the one that comes oh. in a canister. And then, yeah, so yeah, I was going to say, so there's the Amber Collection ones, and then there's um, the, uh, yeah, the little three and three quarter inch one that's inside of a Barbasol can. Yeah. Uh, which is... That's cool. I, I've, mm. I've, I managed to get one of them. Yeah, but there's uh, there's been a lot of sudden Barbasol, Nedry uh, pushes that are happening right now, and I think, genu- I honestly think it's because they're not going to make a Dodson toy, and Nedry's a way bigger character anyhow, but Nedry is like the movie's thread line of Jurassic Park that connects straight to Dodson, so it's kind of creating that uh, that synergy there, I suppose, that mm-hmm. marketing synergy that uh, gets your minds in the right spot for uh, that that plot line to return. It's making you remember, yeah, because that's the shirt he's wearing yeah. in the sequence with Dodson. Um, which I love yeah. I, I have that figure they uh, sent it to me I need to film a review things have been a little uh, chaotic over here lately so it's been harder to get things in order like for yeah. one for one thing my cousin just suddenly moved back from uh, Florida and is living in my house right now oh lovely yeah <laughs> from Florida probably yeah. a good call yeah and for, for the no. foreseeable future I guess because uh, he's talking about buying a TV and telling me where he's going to put it <laughs> so I think he just lives with me now <laughs> There you go. Um, yeah, no, you're right, though. It's interesting. They are pushing the Nedry thing hard. Um, so I saw Jurassic Park in the cinema the other day. Have you guys had the, had the pleasure? Because they've been playing it across America, it seems. Mm, no, no I, I mean, I haven't really been... I, well, I've been like a new hotspot where I live. is a sort of emerging hotspot for COVID. So uh, I don't even know if theaters are open here, though. I don't think they are. No, I think um, there's, it, it was more drive-ins and stuff mm-hmm. I saw. Um, across America doing it um, but they played it here the other day and got to see it in the, in the theater first time in a few years man it just it just it just reminds you how great a movie that is when you get to see it on the big screen like that mm. surrounded by people although funnily enough it, there was four of us in the theater and that was it <laughs> um, it was it was just the group I was with but uh, uh, and one other guy but um, yeah it's uh, it's a spectacle 
still it's, it truly is man it's a masterclass mm. in, in, in the, the screenplay itself is just so if, tight and sharp and everything's on mm. point and it's just if you can it, watch it with yeah. fans as well it's always an experience because people quote along with it like it's just so well known and you're right it's so well sculpted the, every scene is in mm. the right place every line of dialogue is just so iconic yeah and ev- and even though and it, it just reminds you i feel like um some people should go back and watch it again and realize like when jurassic fans are asking for more horror in the new ones they're not saying like i don't want to blood shred like i don't want blood everywhere i don't want this major <laughs> horror but look at the aspects of jurassic park look at those tight-knit scenes where mm. ellie's in the bunker you know um the raptors in the kitchen those are horror scenes it's a mm. horror wrapped in, in in an adventure family movie um but it, it's truly like horror-y. it's it's suspenseful it's got that tension um especially the ellie scene that's just it's just shocking it's I... just one thing after another after another and you just you, she's fearing for her life it's just so well put together and i just want that suspense and tension back it's that it's that tension uh thriller it's more like a thriller or drama tension there horror is not the wrong word but because horror is so often associated with like gore or like campy or monster films sometimes it's like a weird buzzword to use for jurassic that people can have such an adverse reaction to like it's fair but it's such a it can have so many different meanings uh so sometimes people can jump on that word a little bit so it's like how, how is, do, it's what just... what is jurassic has a very unique approach jurassic park has a very unique approach to horror and it's great yeah it has all these elements of it and it has you know like the ellie sequence you've got this huge build-up of getting the power back on the excitement mm-hmm. and then the raptor bursts through she gets away from it then it's more um arnold's arm and it's just like, oh god! It's like horrific for her. And then she turns around. The raptor starts coming through the fence, and then she has to run. The raptor, raptor's feet like land on the. Oh, it's mm. just, it's just freaky, man. You're just on the edge of your seat the whole time. And then after that, you've got Muldoon, who just gets mauled to death by like a raptor that jumps him. You know what works um, about those Ellie scenes, especially, is sort of the limitations of animatronics and practical effects. But the fact that they were so committed to doing them is you ended up with these very uh, tight cro- crop shots with shadows and everything like that obscuring so much because they couldn't show that there wasn't a full velociraptor behind Ellie when it burst through or you know they yeah. needed the close up of the feet because they couldn't do a full on running velociraptor for the effect to but be it's perfect yeah, and it, no it works it works to the advantage because they were so sold on using the real thing they found very clever camera angles to make it work and I think sometimes when you can just do it all in CG you might lose some of that tension of problem solving that just creates such a practical and visceral response yeah not that it doesn't well, nothing's happen hidden as well you're just you're just here's a full-on dinosaur just yeah the instinct <laughs> can well. be well we can show a full dinosaur so let's show a full dinosaur and that's fair there are places and times to do it but sometimes it's too much like i'm looking mm-hmm. at, i'm like wow this is really cool looking but it doesn't necessarily evoke the emotional response so I think- no and in that as well like it goes from ellie to then muldoon um and it it's pretty much it was almost a full body animatronic the raptor that jumps him it was a bit of a piece by piece it had a tail it had a back it had the head and the claws but it's disguised by the foliage around him mm-hmm. but you can see enough of it that you know what's going on and then it cuts away from his screams to the close up of the raptor just watching you know the the one that set up the kill um, going right back to the you know the very early scene in Montana mm-hmm. where he describes the hunting behavior you just it's just so good 
yeah, no, it's a masterclass that movie. It really is. I, I'm thinking about setting up a website actually for for Jurassic you know, Park, like to Jurassic, show, for a, Jurassic, a Park, Jurassic yeah. Park fan site. Some sort of fan site, yeah, to get people together and post about the new ones. So, like, a hub. uh, A hub for information and outposts for the community. like a source. Exactly, yeah. Somewhere to go. I don't don't think people will buy buy that. I don't think, yeah. People don't want that. (laughs) Maybe not, but, uh, you know, I'm going to go for it, I think. Because, you know... It's funny. I I liked it. Speaking of Jurassic Park, though, real quick. My friend, they'd never seen uh, Jurassic Park. They'd seen uh, Jurassic Park 3 and some of Jurassic World. And so watching Jurassic Park, almost immediately, like, oh, this is a serious movie. From the other ones I saw, I thought they were more of comedies. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if you just have seen Jurassic World and maybe JP3, I guess you'd think they're just a big blockbuster. Mm. Well, JP3 is now. I did watch Jurassic Park 3 for the first time in a while, and uh, it's just an absolute goofy film. Um, it's very, very... But did you enjoy it, Chris? <sighs> Come on. I enjoy on. parts of it. <laughs> It's easy. It's, it's not like my it's not my fun. least favorite Jurassic Park movie, but it's no. I I don't I don't have the most amount of fun watching it to be honest with you. I still since the first time I saw that movie as a kid, it was just it was a big letdown and it still is. Yeah, I understand, especially coming after The Lost World. <laughs> it's just very tonally different mm. and um but it, I still love it. I think it's got a great little family story as well. At the end of the day, it feels it feels like an Amblin movie, so it has that going for it. Um, but it is it's the odd one out in the original trilogy for sure. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting seeing uh, when Dominion's out and said and done, and if they're not doing a fourth or whatever, uh, you know, I mean a part two. Um, <laughs> it'll be really interesting to see which one it, you know stands out from the from the second trilogy. You know, will it be Fallen Kingdom standing out as the one that's maybe not so good compared to Jurassic World or Dominion? Or will Dominion be so far above the first two? Or will Dominion suck (laughs) and then Jurassic World's the good one? Like, you know, it'll be interesting to see which one really stands out. Retrospect is an an interesting thing. No, hindsight is an interesting thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm really excited for Dominion for for what it's Mm. worth. Um, I think that there, but obviously there's so many elements in this film that just so many characters. It's like, oh my god, I hope that they can stick the landing. It seems too big for one film, almost. But I'm quite excited to see just everything that we've heard sounds promising. It almost sounds like Colin's time working on Star Wars bled over to his approach with Jurassic. I mean, even with what you're saying earlier, it just sounds like that, like. Hey, it doesn't have to be super reliant on CG creatures. We can, you know, we can find a way to really innovate um, and build something new from elements of the past. I think I don't know. There, there's a there's a lot of potential there, and it just sort of sounds like it's right now. It's hitting the right notes, at least production wise. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, I think most people are seeing the giant cast list, and most people are excited. I mean, but I think we, there's even a number like, of people that. Are, I was just gonna say- I, I'm concerned. I, I am concerned. I mean, you, you dump, you dump. You've basically you've got the three, the two main characters from Jurassic World, and then you've got the three main characters from the first, and they're supposed to be all lead characters mm-hmm. in this movie, and it's just like, but how are they all going to have their own arc? How are they all going to have a complete story? How's it going to feel complete? Is it just going to feel like elongated cameos? That's my worry about the original trilogy. Um, sorry, about the original trio. I'm concerned that we're not. They're not going to get the full screen time, but they're also just going to feel half-baked. Do you think 
that this movie, and this is this is thinking way too far ahead with absolutely zero information, but do you think this movie could be the first Jurassic movie to maybe have an officially released extended cut? Because ah, interesting, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. Because it depends if what Universal's take is on on well, we need it to be two hours no more, you know, or are they going to kind of let Colin have free reign on that and release a three hour film in the theater? I mean, there's a lot of unknowns. I don't even know if I want... I mean, in theory, I want a three-hour Jurassic Park film, but I really don't know if I want a three-hour Jurassic Park film. I'm quite <laughs> happy about when Jurassic when Jurassic films, when they land right at that right length, I'm happy with them. Um, yeah, because it's not all about length. I mean, at the end of the day, Jurassic Park 3, yeah, it might end abruptly, but it feels like a complete... Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. That does not feel like a complete film. It, uh, whatever. So what you're saying is it, do, it doesn't size necessarily doesn't have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's how you use. <laughs> um, but no, it is interesting. I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've always been under the, under the belief that ninety minutes to two hours is, is a perfect length for a movie. But that doesn't. There are some exceptions. Mean, there aren't some ex- mm-hmm. exactly. There are some incredible exceptions. Look at Godfather. Look at Goodfellas. Look at movies like that, which are really well crafted. Even like the and Lord of the Rings. Recognize. Um, yeah, you don't even recognize the length though. That's yeah. key. They're, if you're sat there and you're going, "Well, this movie's been playing a while," then that's when you know it's too long. And I think um, with Fallen Kingdom, I had the issue. How long is Fallen Kingdom? It's two hours, right? Just it both. Fallen Kingdom somehow feels very fast and very slow mm. at the same time. Um, that's that's my point. It's it's a two hour movie, right? Mm-hmm. Am I yeah, right? just it's over. But it feels so quick. But at the same time, you are like, how long has this been going? <laughs> but for some reason, it's rushed. It's Every like, individual scene feels very rushed. Every individual element feels very rushed. But because you get so many elements, that you start to be like, wow, how long is this film? Because you there's so many things going on. It, it has a weird contradiction of. Uh, just pacing mm. there i suppose i know that we, we were all fortunate enough to see it all together for the first time and i think we all felt like we had whiplash afterwards i mean chris you threw up on me jack you passed out yeah we still don't know where his <laughs> yeah, yeah. is we haven't seen him since yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did feel like that it feels rushed and then equally long so when it comes to this yeah i'm sure dominion is going to be a long movie especially if they're not doing a part one part two which is so you know so classic hollywood these <laughs> days i wouldn't be surprised if they did but if they're not, then it's it's obviously going to be at least two and a half. I mean, you you can just predict it based on it being the, the the supposed to be the final one in the trilogy and things like that. I'm just concerned. I want it to feel fleshed I, out. You know, I want it to have substance. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if maybe this film ends up having an official extended cut, just because you have all these great actors and all these great characters that you're allowed to work with. And it's probably really hard to resist the urge to write a lot of character-based dialogue scenes of interaction that aren't exactly key to the plot, but key to character building. And those are the first things that usually get cut when movies get trimmed down. So I wouldn't even be surprised if there's an excess compared to normal on this film. So we might yeah. be able to get like a lot of um, just character-building moments in extended cut. And I'm sure extended sequences and whatnot. And if what you're saying about the uh, practical effects is true these sequences could also be dinosaur sequences because they don't have to spend a lot extra with CG to like uh, create entirely animated characters. Mm. Um, so we, um, we, there has, so it's the start of filming again in the UK, but there was a post the other day, right? Um, you're going to have to remind me wh- where this location was. Uh, it's, um, I don't know how to pronounce it. So I need to find this. Saskatchewan. Because this was, 
Say again, Alex. <laughs> I was a Saskatchewan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> where who posted Let me it see. originally? It is. I think it's Socatra. I think that's how you pronounce it. Or so. Isn't that like a jewelry brand or? <laughs> uh, so it is. Socatra. Socatra. Yeah, Socatra. It is uh, the on the island island Yemeni. Um, and it's a part, you know, it's the Egyptian crew that actually handled this. It was a second unit team, entirely second unit. And I guess before the pan, uh, can I say that? I think you can say the word pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't YouTube. Come on. <laughs> um, before everything went down, they filmed this. So it was before the movie went on hold and, um, yeah, no, so it's, uh, they, I guess, got the clearance to say that they worked on the film and post a few images of them with Colin and, like, one or two images of them behind a camera. And it's in Sakatra, uh, which is a beautiful location. Um, yeah, really beautiful. Very unique. Island, right? Yes. Uh, these Sakatra. very almost alien or ancient primal-looking trees. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's genuinely the type of locations that when... When you get off the islands, I want to see some of the more wild and beautiful and maybe alien-looking parts of our planet with these uh, animals and scenes and sequences. So seeing that, I mean, I sent a few photos, I think, to the chat earlier, I believe. And uh, it's just, it's gorgeous there. It's absolutely gorgeous there. I'll send the photos again. So so what what's the actual deal then? What is, what is so, they, I've forgotten, the, I can't find the post, but um, they filmed... They were a second unit crew filming part of the intro or the opening sequence. Is that right? I mean, that's what the people in Canada also said. I think that they just told every second unit crew they're filming the intro to avoid leaks. Right. So I'm not sure if they're actually filming the intro or not. I Because that's exactly what they said. There was a second... When they were filming with the actors in Canada, there was a second unit in Canada filming other locations without actors. And th that unit also said first five minutes or whatever. So I, I, what I'm getting at is that just sounds like a kind of a way to avoid leaks. Like, what are you working on? Oh, the first five minutes. You know, that way there's no, like, idea of plot spoilers or whatnot. True, but we know for a fact that it's definitely VFX-related, right? There's, It's obviously... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's dinosaur-heavy. Oh, for sure. I mean, this movie's it's kind of it's going to be hard to avoid dinosaurs at this point. Really, <laughs> but we're so it it opens that debate. What is this location? But it's also interesting that that was posted because ordinarily we wouldn't see that kind of content. Um, mm. So it's exciting. I mean, gorgeous location. It reminds me years ago when we were discussing what we wanted for Fallen Kingdom, and you you would always say, Chris, you want to see you know dinosaurs in the savannah. You want to see mm -hmm. that you know just the. I want to see a desert. I want to see snow location. This this is giving us some of those unique, interesting locations, um, and they're going to be filled with dinosaurs. And it's going to feel prehistoric. It's going to feel right. Um, it's not just going to be a jungle. Um, I mean, just it just it's a gorgeous place. Yeah. And it, I'm I'm so fascinated to see what they actually filmed here. Well, what's cool is no matter where you have a camera in a place like that, it's going to look different. The thing is, is if you have a uh you know, a camera with a close crop in a jungle in Hawaii, if the crop's kind of close and it's kind of focusing on a character, it just it's a lot of green, and it doesn't look very 
unique compared to a walk through the woods depending like sometimes this depends on how much the camera is showing like if you're really there in person you really see how different it looks but do you know what i mean and i think a location yeah. like this no matter how you shoot it it's just gonna look absolutely wild and rugged and beautiful uh and that is exciting for me uh yeah, very very sure. exciting absolutely um so I mean, we don't have too much to go on on that, but um, they're currently filming now, and apparently it's going well. There was a report from everybody's favourite UK tabloid, The Sun, <laughs> saying that Dominion had already shut down on day one of production for Which is several crew members testing positive. Funny, but... because they reported that on day four. So right away, like right when I heard that, I was like, well, they've been filming since Monday, so that's that right there isn't right. Which is why I immediately <laughs> yeah. reached out for comment. Um, yeah, so it went to Universal, and they were like, uh, no, <laughs> that ain't true. Uh, so it, all, that's all it takes, you know, is reaching out to the actual people making this production. And uh, the Sun didn't do that, but then uh, they're not the most legitimate, uh, you know, news organization. Uh, but it's yeah, it's interesting. It's fear mongering more than anything. Mm. Um, but luckily, th that hasn't happened. And as far as we're aware, nobody has it. Um, and no. the production didn't cease. What is it? And, day uh, day ten now of filming. Uh, it's Friday, yeah. So day ten. Day ten of uh, filming resumed filming. Um, and there were some pictures yesterday of uh, Bryce Dallas Howard that she put up. Oh, all the bruises. The bruises. So I have some interesting thoughts about those bruises. If you if you notice. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> God uh, damn it. If you notice, <laughs> the bruises are mostly on her underarms, mm -hmm. um, yeah. which you, you typically do not get in uh, self-defense or even, like, false self-defense or, like, rolls or anything like that. So what – it could be a harness, but it's going down her arm quite a bit. I was also wondering if there's a running and jumping scene or something where she has to, like, throw her weight onto something and catch herself with her arms. Obviously, she'd be harnessed. Hopefully on the back of a T-Rex again. <laughs> you know, her arms would obviously... She'd still be in a harness to soften the fall. But that's where the what those bruises look like to me is hanging off of something or, like, kind of throwing your upper arms over a ledge type of deal. Um, that's what those bruises look consistent with. Does that... I don't know. Is that what it looks like to you? Or Yeah, that, that makes sense. I guess so. Yeah, that could make sense. Because yeah. normally you don't get harness bruises that low on your arms. You might normally get them closer to the armpit, um, depending on the harness type. This is true, yeah. It seems like maybe a, a, like a, a slamming into something, using your arms to pull yourself up, yeah. getting it caught. We have no idea what, but... Um, Literally no idea. I was just looking at those bruises like, what could cause that? Um, that's... <laughs> like forensic. <bruises. laughs> um, Chris likes forensics. Um, yeah, no, it, it is interesting. And it's cool, though. It's Those are technically... Because Colin shared a set picture, which was a close-up of a lens. Yeah, with um, a what looked like a pteranodon cool. sticker on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and then we have those shots that Chris Pratt was uh, urging Bryce Dallas Howard to share. They're doing their own stunts, it seems. Probably not every stunt. There's always stunt doubles and things like that. But um, really great to see they're throwing themselves into it. You can tell they're... They're having fun, it looks this, like. You know? Yeah. I mean, if they're posting about it, they're probably you know having fun. That means they probably, probably feel safe. Um, and Which is <clears> great. Yeah, really great. That is the thing that I've heard you know, from most of the actors. They're saying, hey we're excited to be back and we do feel safe about things. And I think that's what really matters is, um, well, if they feel safe as well as are they safe? So if they're safe, but they don't feel safe, that's not a great environment for them. But if they're safe and they feel safe, that's good. Um, so that is something that you want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's cool. Let's talk, um, 
I just thought Camp Cretaceous and the severe lack of any knowledge uh, I mean, <laughs> on what the show might be. I mean, so Camp Cretaceous, it, it's kind of wild that uh, marketing hasn't begun yet because back at Toy Fair, um, it was supposed there was supposed to be news like right after Toy Fair, and uh, that just didn't happen at all. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, there is a toy line now out with toys from the show that tell you on the front of the box, go to Netflix and watch Camp Cretaceous. It doesn't say and, out um, now. It just says part of Camp Cretaceous, like coming to yeah. Netflix or something like that. Um, but it's ridiculous because... I mean, oh, yeah, there should absolutely be more information. They're, they When they started marketing this a year ago, it was basically like... Um, hey, it's going to be our Star Wars, the Clone Wars, our Star Wars Rebels, and that's, like, why they pushed it so far, um, pushed it so hard early on, and then nothing happened. It just sort of, like, it died off, and they lost motivation. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, I'm just looking for some notes. It's okay. We, we know nothing, basically. Well, I think that's the issue. Uh, there was um, a, a report going around. Or I can there was give a you the names. I can give you the names of the characters. I mean, it's uh, Yasmina, Kenji, Brooklyn, Sammy, Darius, and Ben. And those are the the, the names of the kids. Yeah, that's the names of the okay. kids. And you know, you've essentially got this adventure camp that is—I don't know if it's opened or it's just opening, if they're the first or some of the first. But uh, you know, they go there, and uh, it takes place prior to the events of Jurassic World, and then concurrent with the events of Jurassic World until eventually. It's after the events of Jurassic World, and they're left stranded on the island, and that's but that's the thing. It, that's why it needs to happen mm-hmm. because we're now going to be two movies past that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was supposed to happen this year. There was supposed to be marketing. Oh this yeah, year. no, it... and obviously we know that because the toys are yeah, out. the toys so are out, and obviously with what happened and what started in in March, April, things would have slowed down on their end, making it so there would have been a delay. But they haven't said anything. I think that's the issue. Well, but that's so classic with, so... with Universal. Aren't we so used to being out of the blue? And, if and you every... recall, I think the Camp Cretaceous trailer dropped concurrent to San Diego Comic-Con last year. Um, like, I don't think it was officially at Comic-Con or anything like that. But if I recall correctly, I think they dropped it at the same time Comic-Con was going on. So sort of like riding that type of uh, hype wave. Mm-hmm. Um, and Comic-Con from home is next week. Now, the show is supposed to debut in August, I think early August. I want to say August 12th. I might have just made that up. That's, of course, not official. It's just something that we've heard. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get a trailer next week. I, I know that the absolute like end uh, last update I've heard was probably we should see stuff this month. Um, now, of course, that might have changed. But... I think it's time. Mm-hmm. I think if you've got toys on the shelves, you've got people waiting for the show... You have the space, you have the, you know, it's on Netflix. Uh, there's the page for it, isn't it? The title that says not available or things like that. I just feel like if it's just classic, right? If you want people to watch the show, you need to start marketing it. Um, it depends if it's delayed. It's just, I don't think don't it's delayed. I just, they're not, mar- they're treating it just like the marketing. They're treating it just like any other random kid show for, on Netflix where it's like, they'll probably put out a trailer a month before it comes out and then it just drops. And what was the, um, what was the schedule for Fast and Furious like? How how long they, before the show launched that? They basically showed it all off a month before it came out, something like that. But then again, oh, there <laughs> n- there's no one's really clamoring for uh, a Fast and Furious, you know, show. 
but you know there's been a huge demand for this for years for Jurassic. It's a good way to expand the canon. Um, I mean, just look mm. at what Star Wars does. And this is supposed supposed to be that moment. It's supposed to be targeting the super fans. You know, the shows for the kids, kids. That's the Lego shows. This is you know obviously for kids, but it's not being treated like preschool kids or whatnot. This is supposed supposed to target the same for kids and all ages, you know, if you're a fan of the films, you should be a fan of the series. That was the goal, but will they stick the landing? And also, where's the marketing for it to even let people know to build half the times the reason reason why Star Wars is so successful in building this discussion is because they time information and then allow the community to discuss it and to grow and snowball with it. There creates this genuine mm, anticipation, <laughs> anticipation and understanding and conversation around these concepts and uh, Jurassic just doesn't do that no and it makes you wonder like how much faith Universal have in it is that part of the reason you know are they just because we know from no. uh, video games that get cancelled they put so, uh, so much into it but usually they'll pick an indie studio and then they won't be happy with the results so they'll pull it it makes you wonder it's about money confidence it's not about confidence it's just about money we can see that they don't like to be as aggressive with their spending as someone like Disney or Lucasfilm um, you know true they, they do spend a hell of a lot on the marketing for Jurassic the, the, the main, main market. Oh yeah, absolutely. They spend a ton of money on that type of thing. It's yeah. these the, the, the transmedia universes, the mm. internal teams, whatnot. That's where they're not exactly uh, cutting edge, I suppose. That they're just kind of treating it like just another movie when it comes to those aspects. Sure. Another just, big, a big movie. Something. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this the, look at the toy line. I mean, it's gigantic. Uh, the things that Mattel is doing with the Jurassic World toys is insane when you consider how many there are and uh, how they're just still coming out. As they're just pumping them yeah. out, yeah. And that Brachiosaurus as well that that fulfilled <laughs> many people's like desires as a kid. You know what the toy they wanted. Um, you know what desire fulfilled my desire. I have always wanted a perfectly replica Ford Explorer. To, you know the the tour vehicle and Iron Studios fucking made one and it's so goddamn accurate and it lights up. And it's oh my god! I want to get it so bad. Are you gonna just, get one? I want to get one. Man. How much is but it? It's like it works out at about five hundred quid, and then the shipping as well as a couple. Of, I think it's a hundred, a hundred fifty. I'm just a bit not really in a good position to be spending that kind of money on a yeah on a vehicle right now. But <laughs> you know, it's that is like the ultimate piece. I always wanted the vehicles as a kid, and there's never been. It's t- taken twenty seven years for mm. somebody to make something actually like accurate yeah an accurate replica of a diecast vehicle back to the future had them ghostbusters had them every every the batmobile you could always get something accurate you could never get the jurassic well jurassic just has issue with accuracy in general i mean i mean again back to mattel but it's not just mattel you know the mattel echo toy is like sort of a different color brown with brown stripes instead of the blue stripes and then it looks like jurassic world the exhibition in uh in China, their Echo is brown with brown stripes instead of blue stripes, and it looks like Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Echo will be brown with brown stripes. They got the they have the wrong source material in a lot of um a lot of their style guide references, so you just don't have that. That comes back to that most likely comes back to you know the powers that be at the studio we love. It just it's um, it's money. I mean, it just comes down yeah. to money, not paying for a. It's a lot of work to build a a library for information like that but I mean once you do it once you have it forever so that's really the trick is just do it get it done with yeah. it get it right the first time so you don't have to keep trying to play catch up but um 
Ketchup? Ketchup. 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 Um, um, so ketchup. what were you saying about the exhibition then? That well, ketchup, uh, that had, um, well, I was going to talk about... The dinosaurs have changed, right? Well, real quick, before we... Yeah, so that is true. But before we go there, is there anything about uh, Camp Cretaceous that you guys want to see? Or, like, I mean, what, what do you expect from that show at this point? I think... We, Will we you be watching a, it? Oh, 100%. <laughs> no. Was, was um, that a real no? No, of course I'll watch it, man. <laughs> of course. Um, but I have to admit, like, when it comes to the Lego stuff, I played the Lego game, I watched the Lego film, I, you know, the Indominus Escape. I haven't done any more Lego stuff. I'm, 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 I'm out for Lego. Like, the animated stuff they've done. It's, just, it's not for the, me. The, the shows. Um, but yeah, Camp Cretaceous. The, the, actually, the Legend of Isla Nublar is kind of interesting because it does dig back to some of the uh, kind of Jurassic Park heritage in a, in a really interesting way. I wasn't going to watch it. And then... This whole, you know, living Nedry's in it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's more than of course. Of course, his voice, his voice actor sounds nothing like Nedry, though. Mm. Is the weird, the weirdest thing. The Nedry voice does not sound like Nedry to me. Yeah, I just, I find that, I found that difficult with the Lego game because some of them were right, Mm. and then some of them were just so, so off. And yeah, I don't know, kind of took it out for me. Um, in, in regards to Camp mm. Cretaceous, uh, yeah, of course I'll be watching it. Um, I thought it was less. I know, I know it was a kids show, but I, w- I didn't think it was like a kids kids show. I thought it was kind of trying to be wider in its audience. Yeah, no, exactly. They want to target that you know Star Wars: The Clone Wars, Star uh, Star Wars Rebels range, mm. which okay. is yes, it's a kids show, but it's also I mean, those shows go places. It's not like you know even character deaths. It's not always off screen. You'll see people be eaten stabbed by lightsabers and you know it's it's star wars and mm-hmm. that's the point people basically they want it to be jurassic park um but in an animated form essentially you know they, they want it to be within the content of the films and in the continuity as well which is the big question because they haven't uh i don't think they got anything continuity wise for extended media the canon right unless you count the viral sites I'll be excited to see the animation because the Velociraptor they released looked good and the jungle itself looked really good. Um, so and, and obviously we've seen on the toy line again the character the art. pictures of the characters which there was that whole people blew up about how it didn't fit, it didn't look right but I mean, you know. Well, I mean, it's, I it's low fun. resolution. I think that they the dinosaurs are slightly more cartoony than realistic but they're realistic enough that they don't seem stylized if that makes sense. Like, if you see the Carnotaurus, yeah, yeah, it's Mm. not an IOM Carnotaurus, and yeah, it's a little more cartoony in the way that they've decided to interpret and downgrade the detail. They found a style that works, and it looks nice. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of excited for it. I think that if you hit it with that right sense of, like, summer nostalgia, uh, you'll have to put yourself in the right mindset. At the very least, you should hit some sort of long, long dormant part of you that always wanted to see that as a kid. And at best, it actually will be good. So that's my hope. I hope that's good. I hope I think that it will be good. There's some really great people working on it. Um, I hope that it's canon. That's I know it's su- supposed to be. They're promising that, but we will see how that goes because Jurassic World Live Tour was supposed to be canon, and then Colin was like, "Well, actually, not <laughs> entirely." Um, which I think it gets difficult because obviously Colin's involved with the show, but I'm sure there's certain aspects of the of the. You know, I'm sure he hasn't gone well, through every single script, maybe for this allegedly. Show, so they might be taking liberties. I don't. Then... I mean, the writer, the writer himself talks about the writer of Camp Cretaceous has talked about how he has numerous emails and meetings with Colin all the time on the show. Um, 
And I mean, oh, okay. and he, so, I think he wrote yeah. X-Men First Class, Zack Stentz. Which is mm. a good one. Um, it's a good X-Men. Yeah. So, I mean, he's... Directing. I, I think that Colin's been involved with this one. And I think what helps is having maybe somebody that works in feature films that is also a big fan of the franchise and also eager to work with Colin. When you have all those puzzle pieces in line and it sort of breaks down the communication barrier that sometimes other programs have, like, you know, Mattel normally can't just email up Colin and say, hey, Colin, is this this design right? It has to go through so many different passes. But having somebody that has direct access, I think that could even just change the dynamic a little bit more and get Colin more involved. um, I hope so. It would be really nice to have something expanded on these movies that actually actually, fits with them too and feels like part of the the story. Like, are the things they're doing with these dinosaurs, are the ways they survive the dinosaurs, could you do it in live action? Would it make sense in live action? Or are you breaking the rules of this world in cartoonizing the rules because that's the thing the star wars cartoons they never break the rules really um you know not for animated gags for the most part they uh um, yeah yeah for the most part they do it uh correctly and i think it's it's one of those things as well you know when we were kids and we were wanted you wanted to go to jurassic park right you wanted to be stuck on that island and be part of it and you know in a weird way you wanted to 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 go there and uh i think that's the show kind of fulfills that for some there's probably kids that want to go to jurassic world there's probably fans of the franchise that want to be a want to go and you know be part of it you know and uh it's gonna be that right the kids get stranded yeah and they're kind of face to face with some dinosaurs and i think that's um, and they're also supposedly they're in the (laughs) how did they describe it they're on the other other side the the other side of the island what i think is how many sides does this island have? I think that the description. <laughs> How many sides do you think are on the side? Meant to say, just situated away from the main park, so they're mm. they're in a area that isn't necessarily right next to something else, which makes sense. They're a part of the island that we haven't seen. What I hope we see, though, is where they are on the island and how it connects. But I'm mm. I'm very I'm excited to see during the show. It starts out while the park is open. Well, this is finally maybe a chance to see some of the other exhibits, like the uh, the Packy Arena. Um, were raptors on exhibit somewhere else within the park different raptors um what does the raptors on tight what does the underwater (laughs) you know mosasaur viewing atrium look like uh from under you know from underwater like like you just see some of the things that i don't think we've had an opportunity to see you know water park and also then roll the park and then after it all falls apart what does it look like to be chased by raptors in the water park um, if you if you did it if you took it seriously and made it a tense scene that could be really interesting a dinosaur themed water park while being stalked by dinosaurs could be just a really interesting um, set piece to play around play around with so I'm excited for that hopefully we'll see more of that soon Down. and uh, I, I, yeah I, I just want to see some characters on screen I want to see some teasers and, I want to see some I want to see them stood at those gates oh yeah well absolutely you know, we will see Owen we will see Claire we'll definitely see Doctor Wu I'm confident about that. Um, and I, because Vin Diesel was in the uh, the Jurassic, uh, I mean, <laughs> Vin Diesel was in the Fast and the Furious show. No. Um, I was gonna say, choose your words. Um, Vin Diesel was in the Fast and the Furious show. That's not a crossover. Show. I no, want. that's definitely not a crossover. I want. Um, but yeah, no, he's in the Fast and the Furious show, so I think that Jurassic will absolutely do that, especially because it starts while the park is open, and mm. I think that we'll have cameos from those characters before everything goes to hell, and. Um, but I think it's a good opportunity to see more of Wu and what Wu was up to. It's a good way to explore his character. Um, that's a character I could see coming back to the island, um, perhaps after things go astray. So I'm sure that these sure. kids... Although not for the Indominus Rex um, DNA, because they, they needed to do that. 
you know, in the middle of the night. Yeah, well, in the, well you know. In the rain. <laughs> in the rain, yeah. Um, um, it makes a really right, well, good let's scene. Let's talk about the... Let's talk about the exhibition. Um, you said the dinosaurs have been... Have been... Revamped. So if you remember Jurassic World, the exhibition, we loved it when we went to see it in Philly. The one issue is, is other, other than the Indominus Rex, literally none of the dinosaurs are Jurassic World dinosaurs. They're just generic dinosaurs painted up as close approximations to Jurassic World dinosaurs. So that was a little bit weird, um, was the one thing. is like all the set design was fantastic. The production quality was fantastic. Uh, there was so much there that like it was able to transcend the dinosaur designs, but it was really weird having a Jurassic ex- exhibition and no Jurassic designs, again, other than the Indominus Rex. Um, However, it is now opened in a new branch of it is opened in China, and they've completely redone um, most of the dinosaurs. The T Rex is now a Jurassic World T Rex, and it looks excellent. I sent the uh, gift to the chat. I'm assuming you guys saw that. Yeah, yeah, it looks really, really cool. They even I'm looking at the uh, link you sent now. Um, they even have uh, the I, I couldn't name the Velociraptor, but a green Velociraptor There's... in the. Uh, there's uh, the Charlie, Echo, Delta, I think even Blue. Like They're all in the capture like harnesses from uh, Jurassic World where they're, they were pet by uh, Barry and uh, Hoskins. Hoskins, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, no, so like that's really cool because that's such an easy way to have the raptors that we've literally said, like the raptor meet and greets at uh, Universal. We're like, why don't they have the other raptors in the harnesses behind but have it like fully animatronic that looks like very realistic even if you can't touch it yeah kids go you can up to see it, it and get it your photos with it and they just kind of move you can do really simple very simple because they're in a harness and the rest of their body is behind the wall you don't see it so you can really make a simple animatronic that just looks perfect um and they're doing that there yeah they've replaced the the, the t-rex the t-rex looks real good the t-rex looks fantastic um, just just looking at her she looks like the OG Rex. I mean, it's it's obviously not 100%, but Jesus, it looks so much better than what we got. Um, um, oh, it's a good angle. In the, in the For one thing, that's a really good angle. That's an angle that we haven't seen the Jurassic World T-Rex as with that type of lens, really. So it's weird. One of the reasons why she looks so Jurassic Park-like is the angle, but also I do think they painted her eyeshadow on her or whatever you want to call it. The darker skin around her eyes. Um, yeah, they made it actual dar- actually darker. Where in the world films, it's not really that different. Um, so it helps bring out that classic Jurassic Park look. And the lighting it just fit. looks good. She looks like she's got this big. What would you call it? The arch above the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, the receded eye line. So it looks dark, and uh, she looks real good. I'm I'm liking that. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, no. And the eyeballs, even the eyes look right. Oh yeah, the, the eyes look great. Look good, and the teeth. Um, and then that neck as well. The neck looks like you would expect an aged rex to look like it's as well. funny it's got, it's got the, because the jowls almost the reason why it's like that is the material they had to use to make it an animatronic that constantly was used so they're using more of like a fabricy like material but because of it it looks like a very natural it almost looks more like a naturally aged jurassic park rex than the jurassic world rex where her skin texture in the movies is a little different in the way that Literally, it in the way that yeah. it reacts, I should I should say. <laughs> it looks good. It looks good. Yeah, it's just um it's again talking about like sometimes the limitations of practical effects create um more realistic interpretations, um just because of sometimes the way things interact. But anyhow, in the way that you have to problem solve. But uh yeah, so they replaced the generic Apatosaurus with a Jurassic World Brachiosaurus. Uh they added a baby stigmolic that's brought around and a stigmolic animatronic of an adult. They added a baby pteranodon that's brought around. It actually looks adorable. 
Um, it's again uh, accurate to the Jurassic World version. Um, they added the raptors. Um, there are a bunch of other. They've things. got like hand puppet dinosaurs that meet and greets um, that I can see here. Um, Parasaurolophus, you know the one with the big red horn, the pompadour. Elvis. <laughs> uh, they've got that as a hand puppet um, that somebody's, you know, one of the workers is holding. Yeah, uh, the parasaur. That looks really cool. Yeah, that one's a little more cartoony. What's interesting is that one precedes all the rest of these. So that was one of the new additions when they brought it to Korea. They brought that baby uh, parasaur into the exhibit, and I noticed that that one looked cartoony. And now the Stigamolic and the Pteranodon, they actually look like fairly realistic and consistent with the film art style. Like the baby, um, the baby Stigamolic though is super chunky. Let me say it's actually kind of adorable. It's probably too big for its chunkiness, but if you imagine this like half the size, tell me it's not like the cutest looking Jurassic Park baby dinosaur you've ever seen. I'm sending it right now. Is this in? Um, is this in China? Yes. And whereabouts in China is it? Oh, uh, he's I a chubby boy. <laughs> yeah, look how chubby it is. <laughs> it's too big is, for that chubbiness. Yeah. But if you brought that down to half the size, and that was like what it looks like as a hatchling, that's perfect. Mm. Yeah, um, it looks really cool. The, even the Indominus Rex looks yeah, good, man. Of course, that that was the one they got right when they opened is the Indominus Rex. But yeah. now it does more yeah. things. Like they actually have the feeding show where meat comes down on a hook and it grabs the meat and eats the meat and it moves around more and you see more of it now. Um, meat hook. Meat hook. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> I really hope that's not a real website. Don't don't look at it. It's yeah. Maybe don't go there. At least not on the <laughs> not right now. Uh, <laughs> The, the the exhibition looks good though, and it's cool that it's um it's sort of touring again. Mm. It's back. Um, it's back. Yeah, we had a lot of fun there, man. Yeah, no, I'd love we to do it again. We, we got to go inside the T Rex, I and mean, we can show that off now. We we got to go inside. Yeah, we did. Uh, when we were there, we we all stuck our head inside. We, the we weren't allowed to say that, but uh, yeah, we went inside the T Rex animatronic. We got to see its innards, and uh, we yeah. know some. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we, we really yeah. can't talk about this because if we turned it on, it would kill us all right now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was a good time, man. And that's when you, we were with a couple of people from Universal, and that's when you started on your feather <laughs> I still think the funniest thing about that is uh, the after party, where there was the open bar with free drinks. We didn't know mm. that, and we thought that yeah. the interview with Creature Tech was then canceled. So we all just like relaxed and just had fun. And then at the end, after the open bar, they're like, "Okay, time for the interviews," and we're like. We're like <laughs> a couple what? of days. <laughs> We're like, shoot, <laughs> you know, yeah. we just went into uh, you know, there's an open bar, free drinks. We're just gonna take advantage of it, and then head back to our hotel and keep the party, our Airbnb, and keep the party going. But uh, okay, so yeah, then do you remember that Airbnb, man? Oh, Philly was a good trip. And uh, it was a good trip. Yeah, so then you're like, okay, Chris, surprise, you're you're gonna be the one doing the interview. I'm like, oh my, <laughs> but I got to pilot a T Rex by effect. Yeah. Which was really cool. <laughs> it was very cool. That whole experience was great, but it seems like as they've toured and as they've moved from place to place, they've just made it even better. Well, they got the acquired by a different company, City Neon. I think, I forget who originally had the exhibition. Who was the company that we worked with? Do you remember? Yeah, I can't remember the name. Uh, it's probably on the video. 
of the interview. Anyhow, they says. they no longer have it. It's City Neon. I don't know if they acquired the exhibition from that company or if they acquired that company or what exactly happened. But yeah, City Neon has it. Now they're working with new partners for a lot of the dinosaurs, and they've done an excellent job. And as we've seen, the new elements, like some of the elements that were new for Korea, carried forward into China. So when it eventually comes back to the States, and as we know when we uh, toured when we got to do it in Philly originally, they told us it would be going global and when it would be going global, and they told us it would eventually come back. Um, so when it's eventually back in the States, it will definitely have the new additions and maybe even more new additions from the new movie. Yep. Um, Fingers crossed. But, um, yeah. it, but it'd be cool if, if they do bring it back to the States, whether, you know, when things are, are cleared up and stuff. Maybe that's another Jurassic meetup. Maybe we base that around yeah, and an exhibition. I actually like this, especially now that there's so many new elements to it, and it's uh, you know film accurate. Now the photo ops really feel like f- photo ops for a Jurassic Park fan, where before it was mm. more of something that was very fun to experience, but maybe a little less photo op centric. Now you still have the photo ops, although they still just have the brand new Packy Rhinosaurus designs that you know I never quite understood where they came from, because they reused all of their walking with dinosaur designs for the dinosaurs and they didn't create new designs for it except for the pachyrhinosaurus which is not from the films and they created they created an all new design for that so they created instead of creating drastic specific designs they created something that they just made up and it looks really good though but it's just so it's so random it's still like yeah. it still kind of mm. eats at me i'm like how did this come to be and as we know the movie fallen kingdom was supposed to have uh pachyrhinosaurus in it but they the design went so far off key that when fans saw it, they're like, that's not a Packy Rhino. And they're like, shoot, we have to change the name. And then it became Cineceratops. Oh, I remember all yeah. that. Um, the design never so changed. More... That that Cineceratops design is what they're going to call a Packy Rhino, uh, which if you don't know dinosaurs, then I guess it doesn't have any standing. But uh, nonetheless, they're very different. One has a horn, one doesn't. They have different frills, things along those lines. One has got the horn. <laughs> um, so let's talk about uh, Death Ground. Death Ground. Uh, Death Ground. Alex, you, you saw the trailer. I did see the trailer, You saw the yeah. video. You saw the Kickstarter. It, did you guys fund the Kickstarter? You, even just a little bit. A little ten pounds. I don't have any money. Pounds. Come on, you got to get this, get this, you gotta yeah, get this no, game. Yeah, no, I, I will. So I this will. Is a, it's, it's a campaign that I would this like is to a, before they Before they end it. And also, come on, you feel good when you fund something. You feel good when you do a Kickstarter. Um, this is a Jurassic Park-style dinosaur survival horror game. and it, Like Alien Isolation, the, sort of. Exactly like Alien Isolation. And funnily enough, some of the people working on this worked on Alien Isolation. Well, that explains that. Um, yeah, so it launched as a Kickstarter a few days ago. I think 10th of July, maybe 9th of July. And they are currently at... Uh, they've got nearly 2,000 backers. There's 20 days to go. And it looks about... They're three quarters of the way there. So get your funds in, guys. But... Um, seriously, I am so pumped for this. I mean, obviously, some people pointed out it wasn't a gameplay trailer that they launched with, even though it looked incredible. They launched a gameplay trailer, and it looks just mm-hmm. as incredible. It looks great. So I, I'm not sure exactly the context of this game. I'm not sure fully if it's story. It's described as a solo and co-op survival horror game that throws players into a desperate battle for survival against deadly AI dinosaurs. Currently has uh, a couple of major dinosaurs, T-Rex, Raptor, that kind of thing. Um, but it's pretty much if you're watching the gameplay I mean it's Jurassic Park that's their inspiration it's it's a jungle it's probably an island it's a facility that looks like a Jurassic in-gen facility the raptor looks like the Jurassic raptor um, but it plays like Alien Isolation where you're 
it's more about survival and evading these dinosaurs rather than just shooting them or killing them um, there's the same thing from Alien Isolation mm. where you hide in a locker I've seen that in the gameplay um, the whole thing is just gorgeous it just looks so good I'm just so in for it the only thing I wish it had was like a Jurassic logo slapped on top I wish this was official because it looks really fun it looks like that kind of survival adventure game that I've wanted for a long time and I know I'm not alone in that um, it's kind of time for it right yeah, I, yeah. I, I, we're way overdue I mean, I noted in the article, like, uh, you had Jurassic Park Survival that was supposed to originally be a tie-in for Jurassic Park 3. And then I have a feeling, like, because of the way Jurassic Park 3's production went, they had to kind of fend for themselves a little bit. It was going to be a PS2, an Xbox game, and it kind of was like, it was trying to be like a Tomb Raider mm-hmm. game. Um, and it was, and then I think after um, Jurassic Park 3, and they, it got delayed a year, I think, they then decided to set it on a third island. And then and in the end, it just got cancelled. And it looked promising, you know, for its time. It looked like a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and then the past few years, we've been following it quite closely. There's been... You found trademarks, Chris, for Jurassic World Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and then we we got gameplay from those games. Uh, well, you know, test Yeah, stuff. Early, um, early footage. That was going to be... And we know that it was in beta, is the thing. It was in a closed beta, an NDA beta, Um but it wasn't beta at a point in time. like that, uh, And it was going to have an open beta. So basically, the studio went under a month before the game was supposed to be announced and like have a open user beta or something like that. Um, yeah, it was going to be early access, yeah, wasn't it, on Steam? Something along those lines, yep. Um, now, yeah. the game might not have been great, but you know what? At least they were trying. Um, mm. And it did look good. All the assets, the dinosaurs look good. The animations oh, yeah. look good. Uh, it um, sucks because that one artist, he uploaded everything uh, to SketchHub or whatever, or one of those one of those websites. Uh, no, but he had the full, fully interactive. He had his 3D models online, and we didn't know they were going to pull it all down. So nobody saved them. There, remember, there are animations of you can have a full turnaround of the Dilophosaurus doing all of its animations where the frill would fold up and then it would spit out the venom. And you had the full 3D yes, turnaround, and we yes. couldn't figure out how to download all the models because the models were gorgeous. I do remember that, and then, boom, yeah. they were wiped. Um, but he had all – there's so much material that d- did not get saved um, that it's heartbreaking. We have, um, if you go on No, the, no, we don't have um, half of this stuff. He had – No, no, no. I, I, we do have the pre-alpha version like screenshot which shows mm-hmm. a spaz 12 gun firing at a, a jp raptor in a jungle and this is obviously that was a different run that, and i think that was a different company and that one might have honestly just been a mock it looks like a mock-up screenshot to me it does um, yeah it's like kind of a mulooney character as well i think it's just like playing around with assets and survival like yeah some of the was a third person Sorry, game for the most most of its development if not all of its like primary development, it was a first. I mean, a third person game, not a first. Yes, and and what we know of it, it was uh, open world. You survive on the island, kind of Last of Us in style. You have to fend for yourself. Find you know if you've got a gun, you have to find ammo. It's that kind of thing. It was very trespasser in that style, um, and I kind of I almost wish it. Had, it's not even a game, but I, it would have been cool if it gone down the same trespasser route. You know, where you pick up a gun, and it's like half empty, or like it, it's kind of vague with how much we- uh, how much ammo, not many left. I, you know, when she says stuff like that. I'd prefer <laughs> rather than something vague like that, like even just hit, like a character opening the clip and going six left, something along those lines, where at least you can work with it if they did not have a HUD, and then maybe ways you can check your ammo count. 
Um, however, I mean, and this is a fair point. I'm not sure how you put guns in a game like this, like traditional guns. Now, if you had things like trank rifles and stun guns and flare guns and ways that you can feel like you're playing a shooter without all, like without like full on just shooting you know, dinosaurs with uh, lethal rounds. That's, Hell, you can even have beanbag. You can be... even have beanbag guns and things like rubber bullets, things like like non-lethal solutions that actually just allow you to act as deterrence against the dinosaurs without like shooting them to kill. I think that's the thing. I think Universal. It seems like they cancel it because they don't want people firing at dinosaurs. <laughs> but then they they're the ones that that sort of create this world and ask people to task companies with making this thing but well like, also that's a that huge element fans want. i don't want to shoot dinosaurs in the face <laughs> i want to survive around them it's like last of us if you use a gun then it's the last ditch effort to mm. survive it's more about you can almost in last of us you know you use your gun to distract them to run a different way to make a sound somewhere yeah, else you and i played the last um, of us very differently <laughs> <laughs> Did you just shoot zombies in the face? <laughs> you know, well, mainly with the bow and arrow when I could, and you know, assassinate them. Bow and arrow, yeah, for sure. Bow and arrow, yeah. But I'm talking about like when you're trying to evade the clickers or something. You, you know, it's more about throwing stuff and surviving and creeping around. It them. normally always ended yeah, in an all-out fight right at the tail end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think for Jurassic, they just, they just, I don't know. Maybe they're unsure of how to approach it, but um, it, it's not hard. Look at Alien Isolation, and then look at Death Ground. They seem to be doing it right. They seem to know what it is that makes a survival game with dinosaurs in it work. And it's like evade it. It's like Jurassic Park, you know, two raptors in the kitchen. That's it. There's only two raptors. So they can figure mm. out how to get around. Exactly. Them. No, yeah. You build sequences like that the way Alien Isolation is built. And then uh, instead of making the rest of the game being like cr uh, crawling through hallways and it constantly being scary, I would say something more like Tomb Raider where you're like climbing and you're exploring and adventuring. And like it's like go from like these fun but like, you know, risky but fun adventures to these very serious, tense, scary moments. And then, of course, you can play around and have like one or two cute moments with the dinosaurs, one or two like majestic, beautiful moments with the dinosaurs, and you can really play along with, play around with the horror genre and bring it somewhere that I don't think it's necessarily been. Because normally it goes all horror. You don't necessarily get that adventure and that sort of just awe that can sometimes come in Jurassic Park. Mm, that yeah. awe inspiring sort of feeling. I don't know. I think that it could be really fun. I but think that's uh, the at least there's a Jurassic World is... Aftermath trademark. Yeah, so that was the next thing, but we have no idea what that could be a mobile game, mm -hmm. it could be anything. I have a feeling it could actually be a mobile game, but I'm hoping that's the aftermath from JP, uh, Jurassic World Survivor, so that it's kind of like the follow-on, a different company maybe taking it on, taking some of those assets and maybe pushing forward with that, because I still think there is so much scope in the Jurassic World franchise to be on the island after the disaster. Uh, yeah, no, I think that, I mean, that's something that they keep wanting to do, and that's why it's kind of funny that the, uh, what's it called, the animated series is going that route, because it's sort of like mm -hmm. the same idea of Jurassic World Survivor was like you're an employee accidentally left behind on the island after the events of Jurassic World, and uh, now, you know, yeah. we, we keep seeing this concept coming up, and it is a great idea, so I do want to see... I think exploration, man, people just mm -hmm. want to be able to explore the islands, like imagine you had the entirety of Nublar to yourself and, and that was and you had you could go into the old park you go into the new park you go into all the buildings it was an open world uh, in that sense but it was survival maybe you had to get from one end of the island to the other maybe you had to find something maybe it was a retrieval game 
It's not odd, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's just <laughs> not odd. And I don't think it needs to be open world, to be honest with you. I think making the game open world might hurt it. I think open hub areas, a little bit more the way Tomb Raider, mm. the new Tomb Raider games do it. I think something like that would work better than all all out open world because then you're just going to lose detail and it's, the island's eventually just going to feel too small. But you can make that island feel gigantic and you can really craft each area with a lot of uh, set pieces. Like open area, but not open world, I guess. Would probably be better in my yeah. Opinion. I mean, I'm I'm kind of for it. I think I think with the Lego game, I, I personally when I was playing, I just wanted to walk around. I just wanted to go and find different things. But you're sort of locked to the level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's yeah. Maybe I, yeah, it just depends how they do it. It depends what the game is. If it's an MMO like it was described, Survivor was described. Yeah, I don't know if that's really. Um, I think I just want a well crafted like game with a lot of story, a lot of exploration. I want a solo, but I, I want, want story. Solo, yeah, I want it to be not an MMO, not some, not a survival game with very little plot. No, I want I want a game with story, and honestly, with other characters where it's not just my character. I want there to be you know maybe digging into what engine was up to what was going on with Hoskins. Maybe we could connect things to Mills. I don't know. Hell, maybe we can even find mentions of Bios and now that's confirmed. Like, you know, tie everything together, but also tell this, tell a specific story of this character's survival and maybe something of a larger importance that plays out in front of them and maybe something that becomes bigger than their survival in the process. Uh, there's just a lot of opportunity for story there and that's what I want. Absolutely. Yep. I want to see dilapidated Jurassic Park. I want to see abandoned island i want to be able to explore mm. that but we'll see we'll see what happens um uh, but yeah go check out death ground they're on kickstarter now there's only 20 days left so if you want to feel like you you're a backer if you want to support this project and get the internal updates um it's something you pledge you know i, I might increase my pledge because you you get more but also i want to, i want this one to cross the finish line i think it will I mean, do you think 20 days left and three quarters the way there do you think when projects like this are successful do you think that it might capture universal's attention a little bit more like, do you think Universal's looking Absolutely. at... Absolutely. I think if this kicks it, man, I think Universal are going to have to go, okay, we need to pull a finger out our ass and do our own Jurassic game because they're going to do it first. Um, e- or, yeah. or license I, I, them. or it's just, it's, You hear all these rumors over the years of like, oh, this studio might be looking at a Jurassic game and this studio's looking at a Jurassic game, but then they go nowhere. It's, like, it's not mm-hmm. like the rumor was false. You know it's true. You know that studio actually was pitching a Jurassic game. You know that Universal did bite the a little bit but then eventually i guess talks fall full through and it just doesn't happen and it's just frustrating yeah, a lack of communication on on one end or a lack of commitment be. maybe uh, to it's it's a, it's an expensive thing publishing yeah. a triple a game is always very expensive working with a license is even more risky because you don't have full control over what you want to do so it becomes a very complicated issue of are both parties willing to invest the time and the money and are they compatible in that sense so it just you have to commit to it you can't just sort of half-ass yeah. it and hope it comes together because it's going to fall through. Yeah. and uh, Yeah, I think you're right. I think if Death Crown gets fully funded, I think if they start pumping some things out, they do an open beta, things like that, I think Universal are going to have to do something. Um, they're going to take note and be like, okay, people actually, you know, so far nearly 2,000 people supported this game. It's going to be more by the time it lands. Uh, yeah, there's a demand and, and I think they need to fill it. And also, I mean, it's the... You know, it's a big franchise, Jurassic World, and it doesn't have a big game. Yeah, obviously it's got the simulation game. It's got Evolution, which is great. Jurassic uh, Return to Jurassic Park is wonderful. But aside from that, it's just AI. Um, it's just like Jurassic World Alive or... 
<laughs> mobile games basically yeah i don't know i haven't quite i think it's really well made jurassic world evolution is really well made and mm-hmm. i enjoyed it but i haven't enjoyed it to the point of like really love it like i kind of cleared the story and then i think i don't think i fully beat it i got very close to the end and then i sort of got bored um i did play Re- return to jurassic park or whatever mm-hmm. um that's the only one I play. If I if I'm gonna play Evolution, I play Return to Jurassic. And I thought that that story Park. was just, good. Uh, it just the problem is it just suddenly ends. It kind of felt like oh that that's it. Like make this game. Yeah, make, yeah. Build. Give me this full game. Like I want this full game. This is actually really cool. Um, mm. And also, exactly. in retrospect, looking at it, the elements were there. They seeded the talk of uh, it was the first time that the word biosins ever been said by any of these characters or allowed in something like this. So that was that was not a coincidence. I'm sure that Return to Jurassic Park continuously talked about Biosyn trying to steal stuff and cause chaos. Uh, I don't think that's coincidental. Uh, now that we know that it's officially coming back, it's all tied together. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that know. that was kind of cool to see happen and uh, pull it all together. Yeah, for sure. That's exciting. I I I can't wait. I I hope there's a real Jurassic Park game one day. Yeah. <laughs> We uh, we can yeah. hope. We, we can, can hope. believe. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts on Dominion? Any more? Um, anything you want to see? Um, the movie, a trailer, anything you want? <laughs> Pictures from the set. I. Yeah, it'd be cool <laughs> if they released a teaser trailer. Hey, like just suddenly out of the blue, Colin tweets a, a little teaser mm. or something they filmed. In what I would love, little, little shot, is they. Uh, he was teasing the progress on that baby Nasutoceratops for so long. Mm. And I would love to maybe have seen, maybe not the shot from the film, but like self, maybe cell phone footage of the animatronic maybe being rehearsed or something while on set. Assuming it's not too spoilery of a set and it was a close-up of the baby Nasutoceratops, I would love to see footage of it just in action. Uh, since we saw its skeleton, then we saw its uh, skeleton being puppeted with uh, just sort of the base around it, and then we saw it fully painted and skinned. Mm. Um yeah, that's true. That was a bit of it was a bit of a progress. Yeah, so it, it almost seemed like we things shut down, should so. see what comes next, but I don't, I I don't know. Well, they're full steam ahead now, and obviously they have new uh, requirements to live by on that set. But um, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess uh, it, it's exciting. Jurassic World Dominion is is now filming again. So far, it seems to be going well. Uh, bruises everywhere, and uh, <laughs> lots of animatronics supposedly. So hopefully it hasn't been impacted too much. There's no word on the delay on the film. I don't think they're going to delay it. That's um, my one worry. At this point. Is I mean, hopefully they allow themselves enough uh, wiggle room to get things right, and hopefully they allow uh, without a delay. That means that the VFX team is going to be under a little bit more strain as the shots come in and revisions come in. So hopefully they're willing to spend more money on VFX and open it, not just more money, but also open it up to other houses. So it's not just uh, a few houses really crunching, but maybe just work with, work yeah, with, the load yeah, exactly. Bit. Spend the money, make sure everything gets the love and attention it needs, but also make sure that you're not overworking your VFX artists because I'm sure, I'm sure there's going to be a little, even the article said uh, from Deadline, there's not much uptick in VFX due to the delay. That doesn't mean there isn't an uptick in VFX. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's simple things like crowd scenes, if they bring in extras, but they space out the extras so they're a safe distance from one another, and then find clever ways to use CG to fill the crowd or something along those lines. I imagine like we might even see yeah. VFX for things along those lines. Uh, or removing masks? I don't know. 
that seems like that gets a little more difficult. You'd almost want a full CG replacement. Oh, true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That'll be interesting. Uh, be cool though if there is a set you know if there was a big scene with a few extras or something uh, and you see them wearing masks it'd be funny if uh, one of them had the outpost mask on if they <laughs> universal put, like put, a ma- put her mask in no it's gotta be uh, I think it's gotta be the DNA helix one rather than the Mr. DNA one the genetic code yeah the genetic code one, code yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, I love that one buy it. <laughs> there's quite a few on there guys you should, you should go and take a look but yeah so um, any final thoughts guys um I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for the things that you've said. I'm excited to hear. There's so many returning characters, but I'm mainly excited for the original trio and uh, Dodson now. Uh, That's just such a... The potential is endless. I have no idea where they're going with it, and I can't wait to find out. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's sort of... uh, That really feels like it's opening up the world, and we could learn about maybe something that's been going on since you know, the beginning. Like, where has it all ended up? There's so many stories to be told there, so hopefully... Hopefully it doesn't end up like um, Lockwood, though. Hey, where you they, know what would be cool? Amazing background and like, oh my god, he's been in it from the start and they take kill. You him. know what would be cool is if, <laughs> if we got something like uh, Battle at Big Rock, but for some of these returning characters, a way to re- maybe reintroduce reintroduction, not reintroduction, mm. <laughs> reintroduction, um, re- reintroduction <laughs> um, of some of these characters in like the Battle at Big Rock format. Or maybe little side stories to get to know them a little bit more in context outside of the film before the film happens. You know, you get a... Here's an interesting bet. Here's an interesting bet, right? Ellie and Grant, are they going to put them back together? <laughs> or are they gonna, still going to be separate, separated? Because I don't want them to do it. I don't want to do some fan service mm. and have them together. Because they... Sh- it made sense that they weren't together in Jurassic Park 3. I was on board with that decision. Knowing, knowing this franchise, I think they'll, they'll put them together and just not acknowledge it in the slightest. They'll probably kiss or something. <laughs> don't make them kiss. For goodness You sake. know, that is a nice part. Is I don't think... I don't know if the kiss scenes are allowed, actually, right now. I think you're allowed to work... Oh, I think good. you're allowed to work next to one another without masks, but yeah, I don't good. think kiss scenes are allowed. Like, it's just one of the things they're saying, no, they just... Insurance companies are like, don't. don't Just don't. It's not necessary. Don't. There are ways to get around it with VFX, so the, the question is... is uh, Colin's like, no, there must be a kiss. <laughs> um... <laughs> Claire and Owen must kiss. So yeah, I don't know how they'll handle things like that, but I always liked how Jurassic Park handled romance in a little bit more of a... Uh, yeah, dude, it's complicated, yeah. it's nuanced, and it's not always cartoon, cartoonishly obvious. Dude, why are they <laughs> going to be kissing when there's people dying around um, them? It never made sense. They, they embraced when they needed to embrace in that film, and then they just look at each other. Yeah, exactly. And, other. and that Great. felt... It's perfect. Yeah, it felt natural. Um not that a kiss isn't so natural we'll it's just we'll it's sometimes when no. you put the lens on it and you put a close up and you have a swell of music it just becomes ridiculous well it's just cheesy yeah. blockbuster and also it was so uncalled for why mm-hmm. why 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 people dying around you and you're kissing yeah like, it's the last thing on your mind man it should be the last thing on your mind you sociopath um okay so <laughs> thank you for listening to the general podcast if you head to zavi our partners and you use outpost 20 uh, you get 20% off the Primal clothing collection and the Festival collection. I don't know if you guys have gone through those, but they've got some really funky items in there, especially the Yeah, Festival I was thinking collection. about buying some really things for the cool. Festival collection. Um, yeah, well, at least make sure you use Outpost 20. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and on Zavi, which is US and UK, I'm pretty sure they ship worldwide. Um, use Outpost 10 for non-Jurassic products. Pretty sure that works too. Um, so check that out. Uh, and of course, as always... Head to JurassicOutpost.com forward slash store for all of your masks and uh, 
Kirby merch, <laughs> which uh, people have been wanting since 2001. Since always. Since always. <laughs> thanks for listening to the In General Podcast, guys. And uh, Alex, Chris, thanks for joining right. me. Pleasure. And, uh, speak to you next time.